The Mom Hour is brought to you by The Essential Calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time. Yeah, and with summer fast approaching, now is a great time to get The Essential Calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 373 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. Sarah, what month is it? Well, it's July. What? You might be another year older. No, you're not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not just yet. No, not just yet. No. Um, but if you listen to our last very discombobulated episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, or who knows anymore, uh, we are in the middle of an epic recording marathon to get ahead because we both have travel coming up. And, and our so we're sound actually, engineer has travel. So there's and our like, sound engineer has travel. <laughs> there's, and it's all like one in a row. And then I feel like the soonest... Brian gets back. I'm gone again. Right. So it's just yes. like, it's a lot. Um, so we are recording quite a bit in advance and we don't know really what's happening or in the world or what the, we don't really have any idea we what's know going on Tuesday. or what day it is. Well, it is a Tuesday. Predictably say it's a Tuesday if listeners are listening to this right away. So happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday, everybody. And today we're talking about self-improvement, um, and the line between self-improvement and self-acceptance. Um, and I will admit right now that I am not even trying to be better about my calendar skills this summer. So I'll put that on the list for fall, but I just did an episode of mother of reinvention where I talked with, um, a guest I've had on before. She's great. Her name is Rachel Hughes and she's a fitness coach, nutritionist. And we talked a lot about sort of like, we're always told that we should accept ourselves as we are. And we were specifically talking about physical health and our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Like we should be, we should love our bodies, be self self accepting, self loving. But then there's this self improvement or, you know, personal growth or however you want to, to term it. Mm -hmm. There's also that urge and that message that we're getting. And it's can become very difficult to balance both. Like how do you really love and accept something while also wanting to improve it? And how do you set yourself up for personal growth and personal development without making it like punitive yep. or like there's something wrong with you? And I feel like that's a constant tightrope we're all walking all the time. And yeah. in motherhood, it might play out very differently than it might in some other area of your life. But we're really looking at the whole picture here today, I think, where we're going to look at different areas of our lives and just kind of talk about what self-improvement and self-acceptance looks like for us. Yeah, I think this is I'm so glad that we get to delve into this topic with a lens of motherhood. We're not talking specifically about parenting per se, but we are both moms. And I think this is very true front and center for a lot of moms of young kids, because first of all, kids are always I'm going to use like improving in giant air quotes, but they're <laughs> developing into different stages all the time. And as a mom, even if you're a pretty laid back mom or laissez faire, you're still having to update your skills, your responses. Now we're doing potty training. Now we have tantrums. Now we're going to school. And so 
it's not so much self-improvement as it is like constantly needing to acquire and um, become proficient in new skills while like having a huge dose of self-acceptance for whatever like season you're in right now. So even though like, yes, you talked about it. And I think a lot of people are talking about this topic as it relates to body and size and diet culture and fitness. But I actually think there's some really interesting ties to motherhood because do we want to be more patient with our kids and provide like an even more safe and loving home? I think most of us do. But like, how does one get there without first just accepting what is, but then also like maybe making some tweaks? Maybe like and maybe going, mm, this isn't working out. Yeah, this isn't really exactly. the best. This it's, could be better. It's like a big yeah. tangled ball of yarn. It sure is. And it makes me think about like, we talk a lot about the mixed messages that we get as moms, as women. Like th- there's a lot of, um, there can be things that are sort of like paying lip service to an idea that can, if you really start to pull the threads can be very incomplete. And one of them is very um, common in, you know, sort of like the meditative, yoga circles I run in. And it's this idea that like, well, we're, you know, we focus so much on doing and doing and doing. And like, what about just being who we are and just living our lives? And I'm like, that's great. And I agree with that. I mean, you do have to strip away some of the perceptions that we layer onto things and the unnecessary busyness. Absolutely. Like strip it away, strip it away. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to do stuff. (laughs) There's just stuff to be done. Um, I had a, a yoga workshop I took not too long ago where the instructor who I thought was fabulous and everything she, everything she taught, I loved it except for one point where she said something about throwing away your to-do list <laughs> because it doesn't serve you. And I'm like in my hand up, like, sorry, without that, then I can't ever even get around to accepting and loving myself because I'm now all tangled up in like, how do I even get out, like start my day? You know? Yeah. So I think sometimes we can take things a little too far. It can be all about the list. It can be all about yes. the busyness. It can be all about the self-improvement or we can get so lost in like, just accepting and going with the flow that we don't do the things we need to do to feel good and to be able to accept our lives. It's like a real weird, both, both can be very limiting views. Um, okay. Well that the way you put that last thing is totally like the thesis statement of this episode, but I have to, before we start actually talking about our own self-improvement, I just have to laugh that this is the summer that Megan talks about yoga like philosophy and Sarah talks about therapy. Cause every time, <laughs> every time we come at something, there's something so similar. And I have had such similar conversations in therapy about sort of like a, a basic, a baseline trust that like, that I have what it takes to do what you like. I don't have to like have all the answers right now. Yada, yada. Like you, if you know, you know, and yeah. then I always want to raise my hand, but like, but also there are decisions that have to be made like this week. So it's right now, great to right. say that like trusting that I will have the information I need to make the decisions I need to make. But I need that information but, like but right like, now. That's also tomorrow. So how right. do I like, so anyway, just a lot of parallels, I think. So either friends, either go to yoga, go to therapy, probably both. Yeah, and probably then, both. Then um, that's part, put it on your self-improvement to-do list. I don't know. Um, well, today, <laughs> But don't worry too much about checking it off. Yeah. Don't stress <laughs> okay. about it. Um, okay. Actually, what we are going to do today, not just go down rabbit holes of therapy and yoga, but we are actually going to check in on our own self-improvement efforts in like four different areas of our lives. And we're going to try to keep this actually practical and just share if we're doing anything currently of note in that area, or do we want to be? 
And then what, if anything, we've done in the past that has felt impactful. So so while like the baseline of this episode is that there's this real tricky ball of yarn between self-improvement and self-acceptance, I think, fingers crossed, we're going to actually move through hopefully with some like, I don't know, practical pieces of information that people could take away. I agree. And I and I think that um, we'll probably both wander to one extreme or the other because yeah. that's what we do as humans. And I'm just going to accept that. That's also acceptable. <laughs> okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, we're all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy, so this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. All right, Megan, like I said, we have four like big areas of life that we're going to talk through today. And I'm basically going to ask us both, are we doing anything right now that would fall under, quote, self-improvement or personal development? Um, or do we want to be? And then whether we are or are not, if there's anything in the past that you have done that has been really impactful, I think it would be helpful to share that as well, because maybe we have a listener who's really stuck in fitness and wellness, for example, and maybe what you're doing right now wouldn't be applicable. But if you if anything comes to mind from what you've done in the past, then share that, too. So let's start with fitness and wellness. And I think we're going to kind of include body, health, nutrition, like literally all of that here. And I know this is a big part of your life. So what 
what, if anything, are you doing right now to self-improve? Um, so there's a lot going on in this, in this realm for me. So I'll try to keep it as succinct as, a, as possible. Um, as I have talked about in multiple, multiple episodes in the past, I have a tendency to try to turn things into bigger projects than they need to be yeah. and to go like whole hog on things and have eight different um, fitness, you know, things happening at once. And somehow I think it was since I did yoga teacher training, I really just started to get down to like, what is the simplest routine that I can have in my life right now? And for me right now, what that looks like is I go to an actual yoga class two mornings a week. And I pick the one that's at a time that um, fits really well, that like it's 845 in the morning, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's a great time for me. It, it means I have to kind of get myself up and physically moving a little faster than I usually would like. I like to have kind of leisurely mornings, but then I, then I'm done and I really like the class. I really like the teacher. Um, I'm still wrapping up my, um, observations and assists that I have to do to get my certification. So mm -hmm. I'm also going to the studio on Mondays or Fridays, but I'm not practicing. I'm just assisting with classes. So as soon as that's done, I'll pick one of those and add that in. And then I'm just doing short home practices where I'm actually working on specific skills and like drills to, um, get my strength up for those specific. I'm trying to work on arm balances and mm -hmm. things like that, that require a lot of upper body strength that I just currently don't really have. And I'm actually finding that almost without trying things are starting to happen. Okay. And I think why that is, is if I look back, this is probably the longest sustained period I've had of doing the same thing, not whole hog, all the time, but just doing the same thing for a good six months. Mm -hmm. Like I've been very consistent in sort of like a mediocre way. I would mm -hmm. say the only other thing I can compare it to is when I did, um, when I was walking like miles yeah. a day, every mm -hmm. single day, um, very similar. Like it's not fancy. It's not flashy. It's not like the, I, I could be working out harder. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could be going to more challenging classes and I could be doing it every single day. And I like there's a lot of things I theoretically could be doing that I'm not, but I'm doing something and I'm doing it all the time and it's mm -hmm. working for me. And it's just so funny to go to realize like, okay, Megan, you're almost 45 years old and this is always what works. Every <laughs> yeah. time in the past something has worked, it's been because it's a simple, repeatable, several, a repeatable several times a week, um, movement based thing where I see progress and it's slow progress, but I see it. And then I build on it mm -hmm. that literally never fails. Yeah. And yet I sometimes fail to, I almost always wind up failing to uphold it long enough to see the benefits. Yeah. So, um, that's in the fitness realm. And then for health, um, I just signed up with like, um, I don't even know how you put what I would even call it. There's, um, there's a new model, uh, or not, it's not a new model, but sometimes they call it like concierge care. Sometimes they call it, um, patient directed care. This is sort of like an online streamlined program where it's not like I have a doctor on call at, you know, they're not making house calls or right. like texting with me all the time, but I have a specific functional med medicine physician that is like my doc. And then I have a health coach that works with the doctor and me to kind of like come up with a plan and see it through. Um, and it's all online. And so I just had my meeting with the doctor yesterday and I'm just like encouraged by some of the depths of the, of the things that we're talking about that I just didn't feel like I was getting with my, you know, twice a year, if I'm lucky and can actually get in mm -hmm. with my primary care doctor yeah. in town who I really like and is great and ordered, you know, I did a battery of 
necessary tests in the, in the, um, like in January. And that was great. Like those got done and, and I liked her and she was thorough and personable, but I'm not going to get this kind of tweaking with her that I'm hoping for. And really what I want to know is what's going on in my body. I'm just really curious about my hormones. I want to know if I'm in perimenopause or in menopause. I'm not in menopause yet. I know that pretty much without a doubt, but I did have a hysterectomy, which means I have no external markers. I don't know what my cycle is mm-hmm. or whether I'm still cycling every month or if it's long or short. I don't know if my hormones levels are balanced out. I don't know anything. Like I feel like very kind of clueless about what's happening reproductively for me. And I would just, mm-hmm. I just want to know because I think going into your mid forties, well, really the whole decade of your forties is really a key time to start dialing some of that stuff in. And I just kind of want some more information. So she's going to order me, um, this doctor is going to order me some hormone level tests and things that, you know, I wasn't going to get done locally. And I'm like excited just to dig in. I find it, yeah. I described it, um, as almost like the way it felt when I was first pregnant. Like, I just want to know about what's happening in my yeah. body and I'm very excited to like nerd out on it. So that's nothing is really happening yet. And as far as that sort of thing, um, and that will probably end up as she's a functional medicine doctor, they, they focus a lot on food, mm-hmm. a lot on how to use food as medicine really. And to mm-hmm. like set yourself up for success, the way you eat and what you eat and when you eat. And, um, I'm not doing it yet, but I'm, I'm just, I think for me, when I can really dive in on something and make it kind of a fun yeah. mystery to unpack, I can also see some success. So that was long winded, but whew. well, actually, but I, what I can do is like reflect back to you what I heard and what's interesting and maybe like a takeaway for the listener is you both talked about slow, steady, consistent, almost boring levels of effort, mm-hmm. but also the attractiveness of novelty and a project yeah. and both are valuable and both serve different purposes. And for you, you have both right now. You have something exciting yeah. and novel to dig into on the health and medicine side. And you are also seeing like plotting, but encouraging progress on the fitness side. And I just think it's like a both and it's not an either or. You're so right. And I will also say that what kicked off this long period of consistency with yoga is that I did a very intensive teacher training mm-hmm. for eight weeks, which of course helped because it got me in the mindset and it, it like got me excited and it got me to realize that that's enough. Like yeah. that, if I just focus on that, it's plenty to yeah. build on. Like I don't need to now also be going to like, I don't know, like a high intensity step aerobics class yeah. and doing Zumba and running. Like I don't need all those things, just strip it down. But I had, but that intensive project got me there. Yeah, so. totally. Well, what about you? Well, less. I'm doing less. So, um, and I'm actually going to start there. So this sounds counterintuitive, but my self-improvement for fitness right now that I actually think counts towards self-improvement is I stopped the fitness activity that has been my go-to for even before the pandemic. So I'm going to say like three years or first thing in the morning walks for two to two and a half, sometimes three miles with some hills. So a little bit of a little bit of elevation to get my heart rate up, but not jogging, not profusely sweating. Again, I've talked about it on the show. It's a very passable, like it, it counts as fitness. And it has worked for me for several years. And I, going into this summer, this was something I voxed you about, Megan. I said, I actually think I'm going to hit pause on that because I am not enjoying it very much anymore. I'm not getting either the physical or the mental benefits. I think I'm just bored And Mm -hmm. in the summer when my kids are home from school, I actually need that early morning time to work. And I know we'll get into career and we'll get into mental health and 
other other things. So I'll leave that aside, whether I, you know, quote, should or shouldn't be <laughs> spending my early mornings working. But what I decided was for the summer, I'm not going to do that anymore. And what my hope is, is that it will open up a an exercise shaped hole in my schedule or in my desire to move my body because I will have a desire to move my body right now. Truthfully, I'm doing nothing in terms mm. of quote, really like working out. Um, but what I am staying curious about is what is the next thing? Cause I know I'm not going to do nothing for six months. I might do nothing for two months mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, I'm ready to get back and hit the streets again. But this time I'm going to jog, I'm going to go shorter and I'm going to go harder, or I'm going to walk two days a week and I'm ready to add in a dance class or a yoga class. So my self-improvement for summer fitness has actually been to not do anything and stay curious about it. Um, I, I did start Pilates this year. And the reason I say I'm doing nothing is because my Pilates instructor is in Europe on vacation. Oh, okay. Um, but I have been. I have been doing Pilates once a week. And if you listened to our New Year's intentions, that was on there for me. And I also feel like that, going back to the novelty thing or trying something new, um, that has been fun, informative, instructive, um, and interesting. It's not happening right this second. Yeah. So what I actually think, Sarah, knowing you as well as I do, is that this is huge because what you have shared with me before, what I've seen is that you're great at like getting, like creating a rule, getting on a path, whatever, and then just doing it, like just doing it forever. (laughs) And so, I mean, yes, you have been walking every, almost every single morning for a very, very long time. The nice thing is you're not going to forget how to walk. Like you're not going to lose a lot of ground here. It's not like you were training for a marathon, right? So um, you can, your body can handle a couple of months off while you figure out what you're going to do next. But I think it's great that you shook it up like that. You said, you know what? This just isn't serving me right now. Actually, even though I know walking is good for me and has all these physical and mental health benefits, what actually feels like great for my mental health right now, which I know we'll get into, um, is just giving myself mornings to work. So my day opens up so I can enjoy my summer. Yes. And that takes, I think for you, that takes a lot of almost going against your nature Uh to shake things up like that and visualize a different future for yourself. So I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I guess really quickly on the more health medicine side, I am basically, um, here for your mid forties, um, health knowledge journey. Cause I'm really curious about it myself. I also just had some blood work done about hormone levels and I'm starting to kind of experience like the real forties perimenopause stuff. So I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm self-improving, but I'm paying attention differently. And I think yeah. that's very classic for early forties. Like, oh, huh. I think we're starting to talk about it a lot more. I think there's a lot more information. Yeah. So maybe that is also a form of self-improvement is paying attention in a new way. And I'm, I'm always pretty good about staying on top of regular screenings. I just went to the dermatologist, got a skin check. Um, and all, that is, that's, I guess, a form of self-care that I have been good at my whole life, but it still deserves mention. So if you need yeah. a little nudge and need to get back on your regular eye check or skin check, um, take it from someone who stays regular on those things. And it, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So yeah. maybe the fact that I'm naturally good at it mean doesn't mean it's not worth mentioning as a, as a way of taking care of yourself. And then there's me who just, you know, kind of put it all off and then had like a two week period where I did literally everything <laughs> Back in January. And that felt good too. Like it felt like the way I like to do things, you know, just like 
just basically I had a week and a half where all I was doing was going and getting poked and prodded and yeah. squeezed. And yeah. that's all right. That's yeah, all right. That's it okay got done. Self-acceptance. Um, I did want to say, I wanted to say about the, you know, the curiosity and the learning. I do think at this phase of our lives, just having, it's like, that's where the self-acceptance and the self-improvement collide in a really positive way, because it's really possible that I could have all these tests run and the doctor could come back and say, well, here's the thing. Your hormones are a little whacked out, but it's not that bad. Um, here's some changes you could make to your diet. And then I could decide not to do any of that. Yeah. Like it's more, it's more like, I just want to know mm-hmm. so that I can accept whatever is happening in my body. So if that means this, things aren't going to look the way that they did when I was 35 or you know, maybe my digestive system isn't functioning quite as like smoothly as it did when I was 35 or whatever, whatever the changes are that are happening. I feel like understanding the changes will help me decide what's worth putting an effort to change and what's not. And that's like a form of self-acceptance that leads to self-improvement. So see what I just did there? I do. And not only that, you just also gave me this kind of light bulb that what makes it I think really healthy is that you're starting from the inside out. You're start literally, but you're starting from what your body feels like and how it operates. And you're not starting from here's what I want to look like at 50 or here's what like Instagram is telling me the shake that I should make. You know what I mean? So you, you really are starting and that like probably goes right to the heart of both yoga and therapy. Like you are really starting with what's true for you and then seeking, getting curious about the information and resources. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should touch on our next topic, which probably we won't go as long on, but let's talk about career slash we wrote money in the outline. Yeah. Um, And I think this could be interpreted different ways for each of us, but what are you doing right now in terms of self-improvement for career and wealth? Let's call it wealth. Well, oh, I like that. Um, so there's I'll tackle career first. And and this is one of those where it feels kind of still like a question mark to me because I know, you know, Sarah, without going too much into it, we've talked a little bit and hinted a little bit that we're sort of um in a stage where we're exploring the future of the mom hour, what that's gonna look like, what that's gonna look like for you and me. And I think what I'm doing right now is just a lot of thinking about what do I want this career to look like. Um how much do I want to work and what do I want to be working on? And so if we're in a position where things drastically could change within the structure of the mom hour, what would that be like? It's, it's very curiosity right now. And I don't really have any answers, but sometimes I think just asking those questions um, yeah. and trying to visualize like different paths one could go down and like what would have to happen to make that happen um, is all very like positive. Like it's a positive first, second, third, fourth step. Like the action stuff can come later. <laughs> But, you know, we're also setting the stage behind the scenes for a mom hour that both grows, but doesn't require more and more and more out of Mm -hmm. the two of us. Uh, We have been at this for kind of a long time. And we were joking this morning that here we are cramming, like literally you're about to start packing for a week long family road trip and we're cramming all this recording. And I said, you know, nobody else does this. Like nobody else does seven uninterrupted (laughs) years of production without without, even season breaks or anything with not with no breaks. Like we've never taken a break. Now that doesn't mean we don't take vacations, but we've always planned for them Mm -hmm. so that there's content. And I'm like, you know, like even big stars don't do that. (laughs) They take breaks. So, you know, what would a life look like for you and I where breaks were part of it? I don't know. I don't know, but it's kind of fun to think about. So that's just like thinky thinky. And then of course the, the money and wealth piece goes along with that. And I'll just say that there are some things that I have 
had to for a number of like mm, personal survival reasons, just back burner for a really mm-hmm. long time, just to kind of get through a rough patch. And then like the timing was just never great for me to really dive in on some of those bigger picture wealth building future money questions. And now I'm in sort of the painful but necessary process of kind of turning over some rocks Mm -hmm. and getting some stuff taken care of and working with some experts to help me. And it's hard. It, uh, we, in a recent episode, and I don't know in the lineup where (laughs) this one actually published, but we were talking about taking advice Mm -hmm. and how hard that can be on our egos. I think it's this coming Sunday. So give a teaser. Okay. So we talk about taking advice and one of, and, and we, and wisdom, and like, we kind of broadened it to mean like getting information, wisdom, and advice from either just people that we know or like experts in a field. And I have a really hard time take giving, but also Mm -hmm. taking advice. I, I feel like it's, um, it's a personal failing almost if I need to go to somebody else to help me with something, or it makes it look like I don't know what I'm doing. And the funny thing is, of course, I don't know what I'm doing in every single, like, I'm not an expert on anything really. And especially not on everything. So having to sort of be vulnerable and like open up that I could be really bad at managing certain aspects of my finances, um, to somebody who's not like in a place to judge me, but still is there to help me get it back on track is very vulnerable and very hard. Like it's just really, but really good. It feels good. It feels like action. And I'm in a place to actually do something about it, which I wasn't for a long time, but now it's just like, Oh, now I have to go back. And, and you know, this is where self-acceptance comes in too. I could look back and go, okay, so five years ago, what series of choices might I have made differently in the beginning of my divorce process Mm -hmm. that could have set me up better that I wouldn't be having to do all this now. And I'm like, I can't play that game because I couldn't at the time. Whether it's because I didn't have the resources, I didn't have the mental capacity, I just emotionally wasn't able to. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like the five years ago, me, it's like it's like talking to like a distant cousin sometimes. Yeah. Like I know her, I love her, but I can't say what I would do if I were her because yeah. I'm not her yeah. anymore. So anyway, all that is to say, um, I have a feeling that what I'll find on the money side to be effective is making small just like with doing yoga three times a week, small, boring, plotting changes. And I have a feeling with career, it's kind of going to be jumping into a lot of new projects, but kind of knowing mm, like the mom hour has been such an anomaly for me. And I think it's much due to our partnership in that like I've never really stuck with something so specific for so long. Every other time in my life, I've probably reinvented my career after three or four years of doing something. You're welcome. With lots. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I'm never... actually really grateful. I'm really grateful because I don't think with, with without our partnership, I don't think I would have stuck this out as long as I have for many, many reasons and I won't I get into. you're welcome in like a self-deprecating way because I'm so slow to change. I know, no, I know, you, were being, like, I know you were being credit. self-deprecating. Um, but I'm actually giving you tons of credit anyway, whether you like it or not. But then I'll just say that there probably does come a point for me where it's like, okay, but now what, you know, like, it's like, it works, it works, it works, it works, it works. And then it's like, and scene. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, and what's next? Yeah. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And I think, I mean, you can answer for yourself, but I kind of feel like maybe we're both in that place right now. Yeah. And just to, um, like assuage, how do you say that word? Let's discuss this. I never really know. I know. Yeah. Just to, um, mollify the fears. How do you like that? SAT word. Um, 
of listeners listening, we're not this we're not going anywhere tomorrow. Like we're talking right, right, one right, of right. the ways that, to do self-improvement in career and wealth planning is to think long term. So we um I think have the gift of each other and each other's very different skill sets to both um execute the short term, change very little, very slowly, <laughs> thanks to my tendencies, and to think long term and think visionary thanks to your tendencies. So don't anybody come away from this conversation thinking we're like packing up our bags next week. That's not what we're talking about. Um, I'm really grateful, Megan, that you even think that way, because I would just probably be the host of the mom hour way too long and then be like, well, this You're isn't 80. fun anymore. <laughs> so thanks to you. Gather around, moms. <laughs> thanks to you and other people in my life who all kind of lovingly demand that kind of visionary thinking, then I am forced to do it. So. Um, I was going to say that I'm not doing anything self-improvement career right now. And, but I'm going to offer one thing I've done in the past so that I'm not, I, I'll, I co-sign everything you just said, but obviously my perspective is different, but you talked a little bit about the mom hour. Here's something I have done in the past that has been really eye-opening and that is to set aside dedicated time with my spouse and sometimes it's with Brian and someone else you and I Megan have had really interesting sit-downs with Brian um Brian mm-hmm. and I have done it with my parents before but just to share what's going on inside our respective careers and businesses which sounds so dumb because I live with this person we have been together for 21 years and we live five minutes from my parents and we're very close to them. But you would be surprised at how you never really like start to turn over the stones of what's going on in inside your career and your business. Yeah. And Brian works for a company. He's not an entrepreneur, but his role has grown and evolved a lot. And he's been given a lot of freedom to sort of create a department in the last couple of years. And so in a way, he is being more entrepreneurial himself inside of a company structure than previously in his career. And so it's really helpful for him. And we're, we'd leave on a road trip tomorrow in real time. I guess I'm already home by the time listeners are hearing this, but um, I think we're going to do that in the car. We have many hours and Brian yeah. was like, let's just update each other on like what's going on. And so, um, and when we've done it with my parents, it looks like sitting around a table, putting a movie on for the kids, having a glass of wine. My parents um, ran a nonprofit for a while in their like early retirement and we'd listen to what was going on inside their nonprofit. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to have a PowerPoint presentation, but I do think it helps if you formalize it a little bit, just enough to set aside an hour and a half, like a long enough time to really dig in or maybe get a legal pad and some pens out or a flip chart so that it feels slightly more formal than an offhand conversation, yeah. but not so much that you feel like don't put obstacles that you're never going to do it. But I, that would, that's something I would offer as something that has been interesting and helpful in the past. I love everything about this because first of all, it's so interesting that somebody can live, sleep in the bed next to you at night and still just only have the most cursory knowledge of what's happening inside your business, which takes up a big chunk of your day. And I know you and I've had conversations before where I'd be like, Oh, did you like, what is Brian's take on this? Whatever this thing is that yeah. we're obsessed about. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, I haven't really mentioned it. I know that's not well, that's not the point of your marriage It's yeah. not for you to dump all of your long, you know, a recap of the Voxer messages we had about this annoying person we had to deal with or right. whatever. Like it's that's not what your relationship's about. But you can let a surprising amount of time go by and then realize, man, I didn't have this conversation or I he's such a great resource yeah. for me to go to. And he lives literally under my roof. <laughs> you just have to put some 
Like I sometimes do that with Eric and I'll just say like, I would really, I'll send him a text during the day and say, I'd really just like to brainstorm a couple things tonight because I know if I don't yeah. say it, we'll just, I don't know, start talking about something else or we'll yeah. watch a TV show or we'll, you know, whatever. We get tired early. <laughs> it's like, there's not always, it's not always like going to be the thing that comes up if it's not intentionally set. So I love that. And I also think sometimes um, the people who spend the most time with us can pick up on subtle things about our behavior or mood or um, what makes us excited, what gets us, you know, what we talk about a lot that we might not even know that we're yeah. doing. So from our, even if they have like zero business acumen in any way, they might just be able to say, well, I notice that when you're working on this kind of project, you get really excited. Yes. Or I can see the way it affects other parts of your life. So how do we set you up like to do more of that? And what would that have to look like? Sometimes it's not even a, especially if you're a mom with young kids, it might be less about a business decision that you need to make or like a career move and more about how to communicate with your partner so that they know where they can step in to give you more space yeah. and why. Like a, so, a de like design your life type conversation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I also think that people, and it doesn't have to be your spouse or co-parent. It could be a, like a long distance friend and you make a FaceTime date for it. I think it could be right. anyone. I, I actually think that being forced to articulate I'll use the word career for a shorthand, being forced to communicate a state of the union of your career to somebody who knows and loves you, but is pretty clueless about your actual career specifics is really instructive. It forces you, first of all, kind of like you refine your elevator pitch a little bit. Like you have to be able to like remind the person, here's, here's what's going on. Here's what I do here. Are like the main challenges and then the questions they ask are really revealing. So I actually think it's a great yeah. exercise. And it does it definitely does not have to be the person who lives in the house with you. I can see lots of cases where maybe that wouldn't be the best. But somebody, somebody's interested in the state of an update about your career. And just having the conversation might feel like self-improvement or self-acceptance or both yeah. for you. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. 
I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. All right, so moving through a couple other areas of our lives and what we're doing to improve and or accept. Uh, let's talk about mental health, which is a big one. Um, and I think this we're just going to use this as an umbrella term that would include things like um, your own self-awareness, your moods, um, re- some relationships and how satisfied you feel socially. Like mental health is like a huge topic, but let's lump it all together for the sake of this conversation. And Megan, what if anything, are you doing right now to improve yourself? So um, I'm not seeing a therapist, as we've discussed. Probably would be not a bad idea. But I think if I had to distill this all down and not sit here and talk about myself for 15 minutes about this topic, I would say that I'm trying to apply consistent small practices in all parts of my life, Um, particularly on the like, staying on top of things and getting things done. I'm trying not to get caught up in the kind of thinking I tend toward where like I have to have a leap forward. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay if I just show up and do this thing. And we're so opposite about that sort of mm-hmm. thing, Sarah, that I know for you, the showing up and doing the thing in front of you is easy and the leap forward's hard. And mm-hmm. for me, it's the opposite. I tend to wait, 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 then jump. And sometimes it's kind of an exhausting pattern and it means things are a little uneven and um, all over the place. So I'm just trying to lean into accepting that what my life might look like, what what a good mental health practice might look like for me is more regular early bedtimes, getting up a little earlier, having regular movement, even if it's not fancy and not exciting, Mm -hmm. Um, eating the same way every single day instead of trying to like optimize everything I'm eating um, (laughs) and make every like the most amazing meal. What if I just make every... Um, everything pretty consistent so that yeah. I can see changes in my body mood, whatever, like just small. And I'm not like geared that way. Mm-hmm. I don't really gravitate toward boring, consistent drudgery. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, even just, but it it's helpful. I can see when I do that, how much more calm and balanced I feel. And it mm-hmm. does actually open up room for me to have maybe one big project, maybe one big exciting thing going on. I was just thinking we we had talked about relationships. And just the other day, I was thinking about how little I'm seeing my friends in real life right now as compared to when I lived just 10 minutes down the road yeah, in yeah, my you town. Moved, right. I moved. Um, still definitely an easy drive, but it's not right around the corner. So there's a lot fewer of those opportunities just to jump in, like just to drop in someplace or meet up for a happy hour or whatever. And that was kind of hard at first. I started to feel maybe like there was some unspoken obligation 
like a friendship obligation that I wasn't following through on or whatever. But just this last week, I had a birthday party that I went to for some friends. And then Jenna, Missy and I had a long beach day. Um, We were supposed to go to a concert, which was canceled. So we just ended up at like at the beach all day. Then we went to dinner that night. I think I was home by 10 and both nights. I think I was home by 10. And I remember thinking like, wow, this, that was fine. Mm -hmm. It's okay. If I don't see those people again for a month or two, like they're going to be okay. (laughs) They're not like sitting at home wondering why is Megan such a jerk? She's not asking me to do stuff anymore. And I tend to be a planner and the connector, like the person going, Hey guys, let's go out. Hey, let's go do something. Let's all get together. And that role can be really exhausting and, um, kind of thankless at times. And I don't even know sometimes where it's coming from. And the move has been kind of an excuse to just not do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I can always say, I don't really want to meet up for drinks. I have a long drive. Like I've, yeah, I have to cover a lot of ground to get home or I don't want to be out late because I got to feed the chickens. I've literally said that I have to go home and make sure the chickens all got back in their coop. Like it's just, I'm finding that I'm, I'm enjoying the boundaries that the new lifestyle has sort of imposed on me. But at the same time, I'm sort of resisting them a little bit. So there's, there's a little bit of a give there's a little bit of a give and take there, but I think that I'm mostly trying to lean into it. And that feels like a big project for me on the mental health, social, mm-hmm. all of that side. Cause it's all about, I don't know, just keeping my life a little more simple, I guess. It's going against some of your natural tendencies, which, um, is a, is a great exercise in self-improvement. Like what, right. And I guess that's where I was going to jump in with my own stuff. And this is like exactly speaks to what we're talking about, about acknowledging where we are and accepting who we are and why we do the things we do without self-criticism, without judgment, and with enough curiosity that it can be like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I did that differently. And I think what you're describing is you're, you're experiencing relationships and social life in a way that rubs up against the way you would normally do things. And so like, is that self-improvement or maybe is it just like awareness and acceptance? I think it's personal growth in a way because what it forces me to do is ask myself if that even is what I want or what makes me happy anyway, or if it's just a habit I fell into because it's just how I did things for a long time. And to say like at the end of the night, like, what would I rather want? I actually had an interesting moment in both time, like both of the things I've done the last week or so where like the night was getting kind of late and, you know, people are starting to have more drinks and I know that I'm done. And I'm like looking around at my group thinking, what if, is there a way like to make this go longer? Like, is there a way for me to extend this? Maybe I can just like get a ride home or maybe I can, um, stay out a little bit later or like, I don't know, just like trying to almost like feeling like I'm boxed in Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how to get outside that box because I want to just do my own thing and be free. And then both nights I wound up going home and just going to bed and was really glad I did. Mm -hmm. It turned out I really like nothing better was going to happen past 10 Mm o'clock, but that's a hard thing for me to always accept that me leaving is a okay. Like I don't have to close the party down. No one is expecting me to take that role on and that B there's more fun to be had later. Like, There's more fun to be had tomorrow, which it'll be more fun if I'm, you know, in a, in decent shape and get a good night's sleep. So all of those things, it all feels like growth, maybe not improvement, but growth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would argue that growth is the best kind of improvement. We can oh. try a lot of self-improvement techniques. They don't all result in true growth. Like some of them right. are just 
trying a new program or whatever. <laughs> That's true. Well, what um, about you? Well, to answer the question, literally, what am I doing to, you know, in self-improvement, in mental health, I am still seeing a therapist. That was one of my 2022 intentions was basically like, don't quit. <laughs> so yeah. then that, that, um, like practice of showing up and I don't know how anybody else listening feels about therapy. I never want to go to therapy and I never enjoy it. And I'm just saying that out loud because if you feel like you're doing it wrong or like you feel like you should feel like you've just had like a bubble bath or something after, I think it just very much depends on why you're doing it, who your therapist is, what kind of work you're doing. Um, I still feel like it's worthy work, but I just think it might be worth mentioning that I don't look forward to it in the way you look forward to like a massage or a great (laughs) fitness class or um, anything else that could be lumped under the category of like mental health and self-care. So I'm just glad that I'm doing it anyway. So I'm showing up. I'm doing that work. All of that, like that leads to a, like a whole long conversation about this topic, which is like examining why I think the way I think, why my patterns are the way they are and getting a little bit um, braver about like you, the question you asked me, Megan, like a few months ago, it was about something small, but you were like, well, what if you just did the exact opposite of what you would normally do? And that is a little piece of advice that comes up. It keeps like, it keeps being delivered to me by the universe. Like, okay, the way I operate and the way I do things are a result of how I'm wired and how I grew up and all these things. And they've served me really well. So that's the self-acceptance piece, right? Like, like I, I have accomplished a lot and had a really like great fulfilling experience for 42 years because of my coping skills and the strategies I've used to move through the world. So yay. And Mm -hmm. are some of them obstacles to moving on to whatever is next for sure. And so therein lies that tension of like, it's not about beating myself up of why am I like this? And like, why do I have such a hard time sharing with other people or why, like, why am I this way? And blah, 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 blah. It's not, it's not about that at all because those things have served me well. And what if I totally just tried the opposite for once? And so getting a little bit braver and, and I know I'm being vague, but it could be something really silly. Like if a meal plan isn't working and I've been doing the same thing for 20 years of being a grown up, what would happen if I just did the total opposite? What would that experiment look like? So I think um, straddling that line between accepting what is and not just accepting, but like high-fiving myself for all the all of the ways that I am and at the very same time being able to be like yeah but what if I did the exact opposite what would happen well that's pretty profound Sarah all of what you just said and I don't want to drag yoga back into this oh yeah let's know yoga I will really quick because it just reminds me of um you know and I've been going to yoga classes for 22 years or something like that maybe longer a long time long time And there's things you'll just hear again and again and again. And then finally it's like, they get through your thick skull (laughs) and you're like, Oh, right. And one of the things that like really has finally started to, I knew it logically, but it's finally, I'm starting to feel it in my body and my heart, you know, is when a question is posed in a, during a yoga class and often the teachers at my studio will say like, just notice 
what you feel like you want to do right now. Like they might offer an option, like maybe say they offer the most, the, the most difficult version of a pose and maybe they'll offer a modification Mm -hmm. and then they'll just say, and whatever you choose, just know why, just think about why you're choosing it. And 10 years ago, I would have heard that and thought, well, if I choose the easier one, it's because I'm a wimp and I'm not working hard enough. So now what I'm going to do is do the harder one just to prove to them that I can do it or that like I want to show up and try. And that's not what they're asking. They're literally saying, choose the one that seems the most accessible to you right now, that whatever, what goal are you, are you even here today to get a workout? Maybe you're not, maybe you're here today because you just really want to clear your mind or maybe you're here because you want to feel good. Like this stuff can feel good too. Like yeah. taking care of yourself can feel good. Um, and I, I guess I knew that, but it just like, and you can take that off of the mat into any part of your life. Yeah. Like before you say something, why am I about to say this? Is it because I even mean it before I eat or drink that? Why am I going to do that? Do I even want it? Yeah. Or do, is it just my wiring? Um, am I, have, have I just habited myself yeah. into doing it because my brain is so used to it. Your brain doesn't want to work that hard. It doesn't really want to create new pathways. It would rather for survival's sake. Oh, totally. Do exactly what you've been doing all along. But that doesn't mean that's the best for you. Absolute right choice. Like it'll dig in hard on why this is the way to stay alive. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, I was just thinking of another interview that I did. I think it was in the last season of Mother of Reinvention where I talked to She's a yoga instructor and a movement. She does all, all of those kinds of things. But one of the things she teaches um, is a class where like, she'll literally have you walk down the stairs backward or always use your non-dominant hand for things because there's something in the like challenging those mm-hmm. neural pathways yes. over and over just to try something different. And it's not, that's not just about physical health. That's totally about mental health yeah. because it's the health of our brains. Like yeah. the patterns that we find ourselves in, the reasons we do the things that we do makes up so much of like the trouble we get ourselves in right? <laughs> um, in our relationships and in our lives. Like it's because of it's what it's patterns. It's like long wired patterns. Yes. So, and that I, yeah. flexible, that ability to be flexible. I was just reading an Adam Grant book about this, that ability to have flexible thinking. We're so bad at as humans, like so not wired that way. And yet it is like the key to mostly to happiness, but also to yeah. like good relationships and yeah. like that ability to. And so I could, I would see that as like a path toward flexible thinking because you're forcing, yeah. forcing yourself out. Um, I want to say one more thing before we go to our final quadrant, which is just leisure. And I think we can just wrap up by talking about if we're doing anything fun lately, but this is like a little touchy feely on the subject of friendships, relationships, and specifically having people who know you this well, like I'm listening to the last 15 minutes of us having this conversation. And I'm thinking to myself, the two of us know each other so well, and we love geeking out, talking about personality and personal growth. And that is like an enormous gift in my life. But on top of that, in addition to that, it's also a great exercise in seeing acceptance modeled in front of you. And Okay, hold on. I am slightly emotional about this, but I'm well, going to keep going. Well, I am making me emotional already, so um, I'm just sitting here. I'm ready for it. Because to take this cartoonishly, if I, if you, Megan, came to me and were like, okay, I've got a new plan. I've got a crazy idea. I'm going to do 90 days straight of four-hour yoga classes. The cynic in me would be like, of course you are. Like, that's, you know, this is Megan being Megan, and this is who you are. The friend in me also has to be like, 
that's awesome. Like, of I course you are. I yeah. can't wait to see what you learn from this. I'm not going to be like, well, Megan, don't you know, this is your pattern of looking for new yeah. shiny. And objects? didn't you just say you weren't going to do that? Right. And yes. by and the you could say the exact flip side. If if yeah. you see me digging in on sameness and schedule and being like holding close to the vest and and like being productive over being vulnerable, like you could be like, well, that's Sarah being Sarah. But you can also show up anyway and sort of patiently wait for me to grow a little bit. Yeah. Well, and either way. We love each other anyway. Like exactly. it doesn't matter. That, I think and, that's the beautiful part of it. Yeah, it is. And and here's the thing: we are so bad at doing that for ourselves. Yes, we can do it for other people, but we do not do it for ourselves. It's always like, what can I make better? Right. What can I make better about myself? And I think what I'm really trying to dig in on is like, what's awesome about me right now? Yeah. Um, just the way I can so easily do it about you. Like yeah. I can look at Sarah and be like oh yeah, that's something Sarah does, whatever. But she's so great. And I don't really dwell on your patterns that you might see as negative. They might be negative. They might be unhelpful to you. I just don't part of the whole, but they're part of, yeah. If we took those away, then you wouldn't be Sarah anymore. You would just be a meat sack. (laughs) It's a weird compliment (laughs) or with the computer brain. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, like that is what is inherently you. That makes you, you. And, and all the things you're describing about me are what make me, me and like, truly, how do we love ourselves as much as we would like, why we can, why, how do we give ourselves the same grace we yes. give each other and I don't have the answer, hopefully but, get yourself a, a few people who yeah like see well, that, you at yeah. that level. Yeah. 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 I think it's all yoga and therapy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I seriously feel like I should get to skip therapy later today because if I cried on the podcast, then I've been enough vulnerable for today and I should get a free pass. You've hit your, you've hit your limit, your quota for the day. Guess what? I'm going to go anyway. You're going to go anyway, aren't you? Um, okay. Before we wrap up, we had put kind of leisure creativity, um, on this list of ways that we could be self-improving. I'm just going to reframe that and end this since it's a midsummer podcast episode with, are we doing anything that's really lighting us up in the realm of leisure right now? And if not, what would we like to be doing more of? Um, I'm reading a lot right now, which is kind of a weird thing for me in the summer. I just like kind of dug out a bunch of books and decided I was going to spend a lot of time like parked on the sofa reading, which is like, usually I'd be more in an outdoorsy phase. Um, but I, this is just where I'm going and it's cool. And if I had to pick something I'd like to be doing more of and hopefully we'll find time to do before the summer is over or the season's over, it would just be more kayaking and hiking. I haven't had enough time to do that yet this year, but also Michigan summers don't ever really feel like they're ramping up to me until July. Yeah. So I just have to remind myself that I still have time. How about you? The listeners don't because it's like July 12th. It's already July. Well, then they can check in with me like, right, go look at my Instagram feed right now and see what I'm doing. If it doesn't include any kayaking or hiking, you could just give me a gentle reminder that I said this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I'll mention two things really quick. One is I got out knitting needles and yarn. Um, I have taught myself basic knitting and I mean like the knit stitch and the pearl stitch and like make a scarf. I don't know, like four times in my life. I always have to YouTube it to quickly remind my muscle memory and then I get it. And I really benefit from um, the physicality of it. Like when I'm not wanting to scroll on my phone, but I need something to keep my hands busy while I have a conversation or we're getting ready to sit in the car for a long time. So I got them out. I didn't overthink it. 
I just grabbed some yarn that I already had and some needles I already had. And so I'm hoping that by the time this episode airs, that has continued to be a very passive leisure pursuit this summer. Like, I don't even think I'm going to make a thing. I just want to practice that. There's like something very satisfying. There's it appeals to the perfectionist side of like lining those little stitches up. And yet it can also be mindless. So I think it's a good one for me. What happens if you just keep knitting and without a, any idea in mind of what you're you would just end up with like a long string, like a scarf, basically. A I scarf. mean, so okay. at yeah. mine is like 20. You will stop at some point and go the other direction. I'm, well, OK, so so that's a good question. I cast yeah. on like 25 stitches, 24 or something like that which yeah. means there's a fixed width. So the thing okay. I'm knitting right now, it has a fixed width of the width of like a, I don't know, kind of a skinny scarf, like a six inch okay. across scarf. So that will just keep getting longer, but the width is fixed. And so it would look like a scarf. Um, but what I'm thinking is I might practice different kinds of stitches as I go, which would make it look like a real janky, weird scarf. But I think it's more about the the technique is kind of fun for I gotcha. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I'll mention, and listeners can hold me accountable for this one because I'm also going to send you to Instagram, is um, photography and sharing on Instagram is actually really healthy for me, I think, right now. And there's for so many people, it's like, oh, I got to get off the Instagram or like disconnect. And you are the one who said, Megan, like, what if you didn't kick yourself off Instagram? What if you held yourself accountable for sharing more and like showing up and actually having conversations and sharing pictures and that was actually really impactful for me. That was a while ago, like a month ago yeah. or so. And yeah. I, I kind of have. Well, done... you were finding you were finding yourself in the obsessive consumption phase. Just that is so easy to fall yeah. into. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And creating and... is like the opposite. It's like the antidote. Exactly. So I would say that's leisure for me. Um, and part of it is the photography and even making a reel or doing something fun in stories. Um, I do think it's a delicate balance. I think in the it same is... person, in the same season of life, it can look unhealthy and it can be maybe representing an unmet need for real connection or it can be creative and fulfilling and it's really hard I, even for myself as i say these words it's really hard to splice and dice that out but yeah um i think it's healthy for me right now so if you see me sharing little snippets of life on the insta i'm going to call that leisure and creativity for myself i love it. it it totally counts as far as i'm concerned all right well and i really i like your stories a lot. I like your chickens. I like your, so even though we talk all day, I still get excited when you have new Instagram (laughs) content, even though I have full access to you in other formats. So, all right, everyone, we are going to wrap up. And before we do want to remind you about our sponsor, auto approve with auto approve, you can lower your monthly car payment, get a better rate or both, which helps put more money back in your pocket. And for all of our listeners who refinance through AutoApprove, they're going to send you $100. Get your free quote and see how much you can save at AutoApprove.com slash MomHour. And Megan, you teased our upcoming More Than Mom. It's this Sunday and we're talking about advice. Yes. So we just gave each other so much advice and now we're totally going to be like, I don't know, repeating ourselves. But it was a really fun episode. So we will talk to you then. Talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. 
Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts, or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.